Welcome to the Pain Solutions Podcast. Dr. Wayne Fimister is a family physician with a special interest in chronic pain, whose passion is finding solutions for this epidemic problem facing one-third of the adult population. He is a clinical associate professor at the University of British Columbia in Canada and has developed one of the first online medical trigger point injection courses for doctors and nurse practitioners, a technique that is easily learned and implemented into the medical office of any doctor or nurse practitioner treating chronic pain. To get free access to Pain Solutions newsletter, blogs, and to register for his online course, simply register at www.waynefimister.com. On the podcast, Dr. Wayne brings together experts from various segments to share with you how they solve people's pain problems and how you can get this treatment too. And now, here's your host, Dr. Wayne Fimister. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast show. This is Dr. Wayne Fimister. Today, the very special guest is myself because I've decided to make a video and a podcast show on the subject of lectins and an anti-inflammatory diet. So just a little bit of intro, those who don't know me, I'm a family physician, I'm an associate professor at the Department of Family Medicine at the University of British Columbia in BC, Canada. I've been passionate about helping people with chronic pain for 20 years, started one month after qualifying as a family physician in Scotland, and trained in acupuncture, and I did that for several years before learning the technique of intramuscular stimulation or dry needling, and then moved on to trigger point injections. And now I incorporate two extra modalities of treatment for my patients with chronic pain, mainly cognitive behavioral therapy and also diet advice and nutrition advice. So today's podcast is all about an anti inflammatory diet. So this story began with me. About January 2019, I was at a conference in Lebanon, Oregon, the Pain Summit. And there, one of the doctors, biochemist, and then became a bariatric surgeon, talked about the gut microbiome and how it's important and the role of chronic pain. And that grew my interest in this subject because you know I'd always an interest in nutrition over the years, but never really focused on it. And then I read the book, The Plant Paradox, and I listened to the book as well on Audible. And that really opened my mind to the science that's been evolving over the last decade or so on the subject of inflammatory proteins in food, otherwise known as lectins. So how does this work? Well, when we eat foods that contain these inflammatory proteins, what happens is they go into your digestive tract, they cause inflammation in the gut wall, and then they cause small leaks in the one cell thick of the intestine. And these inflammatory proteins from the food goes inside into the gut, and then it stimulates a reaction within the gut microbiome. Now the gut microbiome is your bacteria, your protozoa, your fungi, all these small microorganisms that outnumber our cells in the body by 10 to one, that's right. 10 to 1. So for every one cell that you have, there's 10 bugs in your intestinal tract. So when we have foods that cause inflammation, what happens is these bugs get triggered within their DNA to express certain patterns. And there's something called lipopolysaccharides, which are a protein that 
flows around the body in the blood system and then attaches to organs like your pancreas or your thyroid gland or your brain. And what happens is the mimicking of the glandular proteins that are normally working. And over time, we get diseased. And what I've come to realize is that the many of the medical conditions that patients are going to their family doctors for, for treatment with medications, are actually a source of inflammation in the body from the food that they are eating. Now, this is interesting because 2,400 years ago, one of the fathers of medicine, Hippocrates, said, let food be thy medicine and let medicine be thy food. And here we are all those years later, and we now have the science that's showing not only is there inflammation in our bodies when we do lab tests, and Dr. Gundry uses CRP, C-reactive protein, interleukin-6, which is a cytokine, and also tumor necrosis factor alpha, another cytokine. Now, these are inflammatory markers of disease processes in the body. And these can be measured. Up here in Canada, we don't use them as a routine measure. Maybe in research, the interleukins and the tumor necrosis factor, CRP is used, but not as a regular basis in chronic pain. And what Dr. Gandhi was able to show, which he clearly illustrates in his book, over 10 years of work with 10,000 patients with diseases like diabetes, obesity, cancer, autoimmune diseases like thyroid or rheumatoid arthritis, and a variety of others, that he was finding not only was the inflammatory levels going down, but the diseases were going away. That's right. The diseases were resolving with this approach. So since I read this information, I jumped on board myself. I became the guinea pig, as it were, and I tried it. And it was fascinating because within four weeks, I could feel a difference in my body. I got more energy. I didn't get hungry. My irritable bowel symptoms resolved. And those were the kind of three main things, along with feeling really good um, throughout the day, not just, say, in the morning. So I started to talk to my patients. And basically, they were interested in following the advice. And I've helped over 100, hundreds, in fact, of patients over the year. This is now December 2019. To go down the path of changing their diet. And to be honest, it's not really a diet. It's a lifestyle. Because once this process is undergone or undergoing in the body, the microbiome, the gut bugs, become focused on keeping you healthy as opposed to focused on keeping you in a diseased, inflamed state. And that's why I think it's an essential message that the medical community needs to listen to and the public at large needs to listen to. Because from my experience, my hundreds and hundreds of patients, it works. You just need to apply it. And that's where the tricky bit comes in. So anyway, what are some of the benefits that my patients have found over the years, over this year? Well, one, I say the biggest thing is more energy. And two is less brain fog. So more clarity of thought throughout the day. They had less headaches and less body pain. They had better sugar levels, reduction of medications for pain, as well as diabetes like metformin and insulin. And overall, 
patients are feeling better about themselves. And one cardinal feature of this is people don't get hungry when you follow this advice. And this is crazy. But when you look at the biochemistry of the effects of eating this diet, what happens is your insulin levels basically stay low. And therefore, your sugar levels are not dropping repeatedly through the day. And people are not snacking on carbs or grains. And as a result, you get a more stable sugar level. And that definitely contributes to this no hunger experience. The downsides, I would say it's tricky to implement. It's a massive shift in thinking from what you're likely eating to what this proposes or what you've been told. You know, and I've talked to several of my naturopathic colleagues and they've tried it and they just say, look, Wayne, it just makes sense. And it's working for them too. And these are physicians in the naturopathic world who've been trained in naturopathic medicine. Because the reality is it was five years ago only, 2013, when Dr. Gundry stood up at one of the major American cardiac societies and illustrated a case where a patient with obstructed coronary artery disease or a blocked heart artery was literally resolved in weeks of treatment with this diet approach. And he had a standing ovation for that work. So this is something I think we all need to pay attention to. And I would say there's three main approaches to it. One is you listen to this and you say, no, thank you. That's not for me. The second approach is you listen to this and you go, yeah, I must do this. But you're going to take your time and slowly approach this and integrate it into your lifestyle. Because it's tricky, especially if you've got, say, family around that don't want to do this. Well, how are you going to do it? How are you going to achieve these goals? And the third approach is you realize, look, I'm going to do this. I must do this. And you prepare. You start buying some foods. You make maybe some meal plans. And on day zero, you start and you move forward. So for the remainder of the podcast show, I'm just going to share what I've been telling my patients all year. And I'm going to mix the how to do it on the six-week plan with a few variations as we go along. Something that I've learned myself, plus by reading other authors on the subject of an anti-inflammatory diet, like David Perlmutter, the author of the Grain Brain book, and also the Brain Maker book, both of which are fascinating and complement this work. It's not exactly the same, but it's very close. So let's start with the different foods that you're well aware of. Number one is grains. So the take-home message for six weeks is this. No wheat, no rice, no oats. And I know that's a hard one for all you Scots out there. And no potatoes. Now, that's not a grain, but I just threw it into the no list. So these are four cardinal carbs that we're eating regularly in the modern day North America. And they're literally causing inflammation in the body, which is causing disease. So my tip would be to leave these out for six weeks. As a replacement for a carbohydrate is sweet potatoes or yams. They do not contain these inflammatory proteins and they're safe in this context to eat regularly. And just came up in my mind there was the inflammatory protein that we're talking about is called lectins, L-E-C-T-I-N-S, lectins. So that's a summary 
or the grains if you're going to do it for six weeks. Now, if you say, look, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. It's not possible. Here's a few tips. One, eat rice that's Indian white basmati. Cook it as normal. Then put it in the fridge. Let it cool. And then once it's cooled, you reheat it and eat it. Now, that will reduce your lectin load. The other one with other grains like rye is another one to leave out of the diet at this period of time. So there's some carbs and some advice on the grains. Second, let's talk about this food group or the macronutrient of protein. Some of you will be meat eaters, some of you are not. Dr. Gundry deals with this in his book, The Plant Paradox, quite obviously because he worked with vegans and vegetarians in his work. So he's got lots of diet plans for that category of nutrition and diet. So any protein, so it's really important to get this. But if you eat meat from animal, you've got to remember where did the animal get their feed from? Well, they fed grains. And most animals are fed either grains or corn or soya. And even organic meats are being fed organic grains, soya or corn. So organic is not enough to rule out lectins. So what you're looking for are animals that are grass-fed and grass-finished. Now, grass-finished means the animals are pasture, raised pasture, um, existence out there on the grass, eating grass their life, but at the end of their life, they're taken into the slaughterhouse and killed. They're not fed grains in the last two months or so to increase the size, the weight, and therefore the cell price. So grass-finished, grass-fed. Fish, an obvious one, ocean fish, no farm fish, for the same reason, because they're fed different grains, etc. And for eggs, if you love eggs, omega-3 eggs from so free-range chickens. So there's some proteins from animals. Other proteins come from dairy. Now, this is a big one. No milk protein from North America. So... This is a tricky one, along with the bread. The bread and the milk are the two biggest ones. In fact, I was having a conversation with a colleague, Robert Silverman, on this subject. And he said to me that about 90% of inflammatory proteins can be eliminated from our diet if we just eliminate cow milk and bread or gluten, to be specific. So anyway, that's a great take home if you're thinking to this, look, there's no way I'm going to do this, but how can I get a quick answer? Go for those two to, for elimination. So we have milk. Now, if you take the milk and make it into yogurt, there's still a low level of lectins there, but that might be enough. In fact, David Perlmutter in his book, The Brain Maker, he encourages cow milk produced yogurt. So if you're going to do that, go a high percentage of fat, 10%, 9%. I know with myself that I can eat that and there's no ill effects, no rebound symptoms. Goat products are great, and so are sheep products. So goat cheese, goat yogurt, goat ice cream, fantastic. If you like your cheeses, then Southern Europe cheeses from, for example, Switzerland, so Swiss cheese, your French cheeses like Brie and other soft ones, and Italian cheeses like mozzarella and Parmesan. The milk protein from these animals are different. They're casein A2 proteins, 
versus the North America, North European, which is caseine A1. And you do not get the inflammatory reactions from these milk proteins. So if you like your cheeses like I do, enjoy. Okay, so that's a few proteins. Let's move on to vegetables. You know, at the end of the day, you do end up eating lots of salad, lots of vegetables. So, but a few things to note on this subject. Vegetables, nightshades, those are those with the skins and the seeds. Tomato, cucumber, zucchini, eggplant, and pepper. The skins and the seeds contain lactins, and therefore you want to avoid them. So the easiest thing to do is just not eat them for six weeks and then reintroduce them. Or if you're thinking, look, there's no way I can avoid my cucumber, maybe just skin it and have it with the seeds. But if you need to cook it for other reasons, slow cook it all day or pressure cook it to kill the lectins in the skins and seeds. On the subject also of, and this is what's coming to mind, is legumes, you know, the chickpeas, beans, kidney beans, black beans, brown beans, etc. They should be removed for six weeks as well. But if you really must eat them, again, slow cook them as well as or pressure cooking will help reduce the lectins to a minimal load and you could be okay with that. Salads. With your salad, green salad, you want olive oil, vinegar. That's any vinegar. Apple cider if you like it. It's a bit tarty for me. But uh, balsamic is my favorite. But any vinegar along with olive oil and lemon, a great tonic because these antioxidants are polyphenols which literally heal the gut wall. Those little holes in the gut caused by the inflammatory proteins are healed by these healthy, healthy additions to the salad. And you also need the fat-soluble olive oil and other ingredients we'll talk about in a minute to absorb the fat-soluble vitamins. So yes, your vitamins in the healthy food needs to be absorbed by your fat. And you get that from things like olive oil. Avocado oil is a great alternative as well. Coconut oil is great for cooking um, also. Let's talk about supplements. So what supplements are helpful? Well, just I'll mention a few. Vitamin D is essential. We don't get enough here in the north. And if you take 5,000 units or 10,000 is what Dr. Gundry suggests. I use 10,000 for about two months and then I moved to 5,000, literally healing the gut. And vitamin D is a great vitamin. In fact, it's more like a hormone than a vitamin because it's got so many functions. It helps the brain, the heart, the immune system. And it really is important. Unless you're outside quite a lot and you get in the sun rays, then you don't need to supplement. Another one is omega-3 fish oil capsules. It's 1,000 milligrams. I would take that with food. Most recommendations once a day, but I recommend with food, so that's maybe two or three times a day. And the other is probiotics. Now, probiotics is the healthy bugs in your gut. So you can take a capsule of that, or you can just boost up every meal with a food that contains it. Now, you've got kefir, you've got yogurt, which we've mentioned, you've got sauerkraut, especially from European countries, you'll love that, most likely. And from Asia, you've got kimchi, national Korean dish that's got loaded with healthy bacteria in there. And if you can have this with every single meal, you're boosting your probiotics, which is making them happy and making you healthy. In addition to probiotics, there is prebiotics. Now, many people haven't heard of this, but this is basically the feed for the probiotic. 
So you can get this with onions and garlic. So my tip is get onion and garlic into your food, cook it with all the stir fries and all the vegetables you're cooking if you can. Eat it every day. Uh, something called inulin is also present with prebiotics, or you can just go and buy a prebiotic fiber, a bit like Metamucil, or husks, psyllium husks, which also feed the bugs and therefore they become more prolific and therefore you are healthier. So that's some supplements to mention. And two more things. One is herbs, five core herbs to help heal your gut. Mint, cinnamon, turmeric or curcumin, cloves, and good old black pepper. Excellent herbs. Get them in the diet, especially the first six weeks, and enjoy them. But all herbs are fantastic. Maybe one exception is cayenne pepper, which I had a conversation with one of my patients today. So there's some herbs to help you give flavor to your food and help heal the gut and therefore help you be healthier. And the final topic, I call it the fun foods. So it's maybe not all for you, but you know, red wine is fantastic. That's basically fermented grapes. Red's better than white for this purpose. But go easy, don't drink too much. Two, dark chocolate, over 70%. Less milk product and therefore less lectin. So the higher, the better from a lectin perspective. And then also coffee. If you like your coffee, black is ideal, but if you really must have some milk or cream, go for high percentage fat cream. Tea, not mentioned in Dr. Gundry's book, but I think that's a great addition. You know, you got your green teas with lots of healthy polyphenols, a wonderful drink, along with black tea as well. Many antioxidants and healthy for your gut. So there we have it. I've just went over the different foodstuffs, different macronutrients that can really turn around your health. And I seriously encourage you to look at it and decide for yourself, what do you want to do? Do you want to choose uh, no thank you? Do you want to go, yes, I'm going to do this, I must do this, and jump in for six weeks? Or go the middle road where you start to change things, you know? There's one thing that will be really helpful. And if you Google the plant paradox, and then the yes list, no list, you're going to see a list of foods. There's a photocopy from the book, it's page 200 here, and it will say yes list are the foods that you eat, and the no list are the foods you avoid. So that's a great thing to print off, take to the supermarket when you're shopping, and you can start to introduce these foods to your cupboards and your fridge. So at the right time, you can jump on board and uh, implement this lifestyle of health. So I hope you'll enjoy this subject, Mark, today. If you're listening, please drop me a line at support at waynefemister.com. That's my website, where I... Don't have any information about this on yet, but there will be links to this and all my podcast shows and also my YouTube videos and other resources for your education. So it's been fantastic to do this tonight. Um, I apologize I don't have any interviewees, but I've got a few more lined up in the next few weeks and those will be coming. And I really thank you for listening. Share this podcast show with family and friends, with other people that you know to spread the word, because at the end of the day, there are solutions for chronic pain. And Dr. Gundry has proven that with his life story of helping over 10,000 people get freedom from not just pain, but diseases. And what are diseases? They are a dysfunction within herself 
or a dis-ease. So basically, the pain and disguise of health. So this is my final thought. It's been great to be here today, and you have a fantastic day and rest of the week. Bye for now. 